Welcome to an AFC Championship version of the Chiefs Bros Podcast. The Arrowhead Invitational, as we like to call it around here. Mm. Uh, five years running, the Chiefs have been in the AFC Championship, hosted the AFC Championship. Not even weird NFL shenanigans about neutral side games or some other crap could keep the a- NFC, sorry, AFC Championship from being hosted at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, Jonathan, much like the Bee Gees from you know, back in the 70s, the Chiefs, are staying alive, and that's all that matters this time of the year, I would say. Would you agree? I would agree completely. We are staying alive. Um, I, wouldn't, I don't think this is breaking news or anything here, what happened. The story of this yeah, game is... Don't, don't bury the lead. Mahomes got injured. Um, high, ankle, high ankle sprain is what it appeared to be. Which is the bad kind, right? Yes. Okay. I mean, they're both pretty bad. Neither one's as bad as like a, a knee injury with no tearing of ligaments, I think. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. That's probably not true. Yeah. Um, but it's something that most most of the time, like if this was the regular season, he would not be playing through. He would be out for a week or two. Um, he was but he's going to play like, through. He was out for a quarter, basically. Yeah. Um, what did you? What were your initial thoughts? Obviously, whenever it happens, we're all just kind of sitting there in stunned silence. Um, what did you think whenever he first came back in? Um. Well, okay. So I think the ankle injury as it looked on Saturday limited Mahomes to being a pocket quarterback. That's not really his game. He likes to break structure. He likes to run around. He likes to use his legs to get first downs. Um, so my initial thought was basically, yes, this diminishes the Chiefs, but it's not like it completely ruins them. Because I feel like Mahomes has it in him to be strictly a pocket passing quarterback. Uh, the question is, like, is the rest of the team built for that? Is the Chiefs offensive line able to hold up for, you know, five, six, seven seconds from home to with his progressions in the pocket? Hasn't always been the case. Um, so I got a little bit nervous. Um, I, I really didn't even mean it in terms of the X and O's. I meant yeah. more just like emotional level. Like, did you feel like he should have been out there or you were like, oh my gosh, this is our franchise quarterback. Get him the heck off the field. It's clearly injured. Well, I don't know. I think I was probably more pragmatic about it than most people. Because, like, I'm looking at this like, is this one, yeah, are we risking further injury by having him out there? Which is, like, that was Andy Reid's concern by having him go to the x-ray room to make sure it was okay. Or, you know, not terrible. Two, like, we all saw Mahomes trying to get it out. And, like, he... The effectiveness of that was questionable, right? It's tough to watch. Especially when he's like trying to hit the outside zone. Yeah. Like to hand the ball off. Trying and he's to like, like stretch. He's like hobbling. Yeah, he's like literally hobbling to hand off the ball. 
Yeah, but like one legged jump to and get the boss and running back. We kept calling it, which is annoying. Yeah, that that was rough. Um, okay, I'll I'll go ahead and answer my own question. Yeah. Now. What, what um, you my initial impression, obviously, whenever he got hurt, I was in just like full on panic mode. Um, I think it's interesting whenever people go into like full on panic mode, they either get really loud or really quiet. They either like very emotive and like going nuts, or just like sitting there and just like quiet terror and silence. I'm more of the later half. I just kind of sat there panicking internally for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, whenever he initially went back out there and it was just like very clearly physically limited, I was like, what are we doing? Get, we need to get this guy off the field right now. Um, both in terms of like he can't perform what he needs to do to win out there. And then also like, you know, what's going on with the injury? Is it going to be something that can be worse? So I was like, we need to get him the heck off the field and see what's going on first. Yep. Um, they, they finally did, uh, it took him a couple of plays. They finally did pull him off. Um, and then pretty much the whole second quarter, we go with Chad Henney, which we'll, we'll talk about him and how the team looked with that in a bit here. But then Mahomes comes back later. Um, was it after the second? Was it after the second quarter? So like going into the second half that he came back in. I think that's yeah. Right. It was it was starting into the second half he came back in because he was out for the entire second quarter, which is a bit strange because he went to the locker room and got an X-ray, and that was the deal between him and Andy Reid was if you go get an X-ray and it's not broken, then you can play. Yeah, but he still sat out there like with his helmet on on the sideline for the entire second quarter. Yeah, I thought that was a little bit strange as well, because I thought if my take was if he was going to come back in, he would have come back in immediately. Um, and he didn't. He just, just chilled on the sideline for the whole second quarter while they're going on that big, long drive. So I kind of thought he was going to be up for the game. I know like from hearing players in their post-game press conference, they thought he was going to be up for the game. Because uh, normally when a guy goes to the locker room, that is he's done. Yeah. But I guess the x-rays were, the initial x-rays were uh, negative. Um, Which in this case means positive. Yes, I know. Endlessly confusing. Yes. Um, but he got back out there, and even when he came back in in the second half, I was like, I don't know about this, you know? Like, we were moving the ball with Henny, and the first drive, I think, looked pretty poorly for the Chiefs. Mahomes looked very limited in terms of his mobility. Um... It looked like he was a bit off on some of his passes, too. Yeah. So I was like, ah, that, I really felt like that was a bad idea. I thought we should have gone with Henny. In hindsight, I think it was probably the right decision because once Mahomes got out there and, like, warmed that ankle up, then he had a little more mobility. Yeah, and they, like, super, super kicked it, too. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they spatted that thing like crazy. Yeah. Um, so I guess it was the right decision. Um Still made me pretty nervous. I, would have, I wish we, wish we had ganked him out of there earlier, and um, I think putting him back in there was the right choice. But I don't know. I'm not an NFL head coach. It would be a tough decision to make. I at least appreciate that Reed kind of took charge of that decision because um, I really don't think you should leave it up to players whether or not they play when it comes to injuries. No, it's coming clearly. Mahomes like. When is he going to take himself out of the game? Exactly. Never. And so, basically, like, you need somebody there to make that decision for them, for their, like, long-term health, uh, both in terms of, like, them as a person and in, like, in terms of, like, them as, you know, an asset of this franchise, if you will. I know that's kind of a weird way to look at it, but 
It's true. Basically, you don't want him, you know, something like what happened to RG3 to happen to Mahomes. Right. Um, so you need to coach, be like, no, we're pulling you out right now. And don't, don't be like Brendan Staley and just like leave that in the hands of the players because they're going to go out there and they're going to toughen out even whenever it's not a smart thing for them to do. Yeah. Okay. Having said all of that, considering what he was dealing with, Mahomes was amazing today. Like one of his most impressive performances as a chief. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I mean, in the first quarter, he was lights out. He was just making some incredible plays against the Jags. It looked like the kind of game where we were not going to punt, you know? I think the most poetic part about Mahomes' performance is that in the first half, in the first quarter, he had an amazing jump pass to Travis Kelsey, which no one does jump passes anymore in the NFL. And no one does them like Mahomes does. It's true. I, I can't really think of many quarterbacks, really any quarterbacks that do it quite like he does. But then in the fourth quarter, I think it was, he had a jump pass to, to MVS yes, on, the, on his one good leg. And it's just like, okay, this guy cannot be contained. He can't, can't be stopped by and then be your high ankle sprain. Like right before that play, like down on the same drive, I think, down there by the end zone, he had a play where he was like being tackled. Like he was en route to the ground. And just hucked it up to Kelsey, mm-hmm. and he got it for a first half. Yeah. So, I mean, just some incredible plays from Mahomes, even if you were not considering, like, the fact that he was hobbling around out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just just an incredible performance from him. He just keeps adding these amazing things to him, to, like, his legacy, if you will. Um, I think this is just, like, a really gritty, gutsy performance from him. It's not... Those aren't really words you always associate with Mahomes because, like, he's so, like, he's such an athlete and so flash in terms of the playmaking stuff. Um, but I think he added those kind of descriptors to himself today. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I, I, no one's saying Mahomes would be a finesse player, you know, but I feel like Mahomes has battled through enough injuries that he can kind of, he can kind of be that, that like, that walking wounded, he can play through injuries. Yeah, and you can be both. Like he is like incredibly finesse in the throws that he makes and everything. Yeah. Um. But yeah, also just like really tough plays through injuries. Um. I don't know what else to say about him. He's incredible. I guess that's all we have to say about him. I'm gonna make a an observation. I might regret here. Um. Okay. How do you compare this with like Lamar not playing all his postseason? Hmm. Yeah, you know, that's, that's not a favorable comparison for Lamar. Really not. It's really not. I mean, like, like it, you compare Mahomes just like absolutely hating to be taken out of this game for any period of time with like the the business decision quarterbacks. And I don't even know if I can fault the business decision quarterbacks. It's just like a totally different mindset. Well, okay, we're we're uh, fair and balanced on this podcast. See, I'm giving both sides of the situation. Sure. Uh, Lamar doesn't have like half a billion dollars guaranteed, you know. That's true. Actually, I'm not sure that's true. I'm not I don't sure. Think it's Lamar, has, Lamar doesn't have anything guaranteed. No, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, it, it is. Obviously, they're in different situations. But yeah, it, it is kind of. Well, if you're a Ravens fan, you're like, dang, I kind of wish that was our quarterback. This got into Ravens talking faster than a minute too. Or yeah, why are we talking about They were gone last week. But yeah. whose fault is it, really? That Lamar doesn't have a long-term contract at this point. Um, I, mean, I guess your options are Lamar or the Ravens. Yeah. Well, it takes two to have a contract dispute. So, 
Are you blaming Lamar? A little bit, yeah. I mean, a little yeah. bit. It takes two to have disagreement. That is I true. Don't know. I don't always side with management. That's true. Like in this case, uh, my take on that get is get wrapped up beforehand. I don't care about the Ravens. Right okay, that's true. That's true. I just, I just think like <laughs> the the contrast is stark. Where you've got like people yeah. questioning is Lamar actually hurt or is he just kind of like sitting there because he doesn't want to get further hurt. You know what? If he's hurt, that's fine. But like Mahomes is out there hurt, playing anyway, risking injury anyway. Yep. All for the guys. Yeah. Love the game. Exactly. Just going to get out there and play. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I have just as many positive things I could possibly say about Mahomes. I could go on for a very long time. I don't know if the people would want to hear me just wax poetic about Mahomes for like a half hour straight. You got but I could probably do it. Do you got poetry? You uh, no, but I do have a lot of wax. So. Gross. <laughs> Candle wax. Nothing else. Yeah. Weirdo. I don't know. A lot of candles. The candle guy. Um, okay, so the game was amazing. Outside of the sheer panic and terror well, in yes. the second quarter. I'm sorry, you know, I know Mahomes had to deal with excruciating pain, but you had to deal with psychological trauma. That's that's a good point. Yes. Um Kudos to Chad Henney for coming in and getting his one drive of the year. Yeah. Ninety eight yards. I, I think I was I was like I sarcastically said at the start that I was like, Well, time for a classic Chad Henney ninety eight yard touchdown drive. You did. And then he did it. And that's exactly what happened. The longest touchdown drive in Chiefs postseason history. Yeah. Uh, Chad Henney. Chad Henney made me look like a fool. Hey, um, you didn't believe in Chad Henney. I didn't. Bulletin board material for him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he did an incredible job. Um, it's funny the similarities really between this whole game and the game, I believe, two years ago in the divisional round as to well. To the day. Well, against... Probably not today, but to the round of NFL to the round uh, against the Browns, uh, where he comes in. Although I think that that game was more like halfway through, maybe, and Mahomes never came back. So there are some differences there. I think that the vibes were very similar too. Yeah, like everyone's like, "Oh, the Browns have finally figured it out. They're the fun, wacky team in the postseason." The Chiefs are like, "No, no, we'll sit you down with Chad Henney. Yeah, we're gonna beat you with our back." Um, and that's what happened in this game, really. Uh, I thought, you know, whenever an injury like that happens to a player that's so important and really like the face and identity of the team, you feel like everyone else in the team kind of has to take their game up a step. Mm-hmm. And again, the players in the post-game uh, press conferences confirmed that mentality, and I thought they really did that. I thought you saw everyone really step it up a notch over Mahomes in that. Because then yeah. they were like, okay, Mahomes is normally... He's the game changer. He's the reason we win games, you know? Um, he's our competitive advantage. But when that's gone, it's like, oh, shoot, we got to do this ourselves now. I'll, I'll be a bit more cynical and say, like, you've seen this reaction a couple times before. In the Browns game where he got hurt, you saw it in the kneecap game against the Broncos a couple years ago where it's like there is definitely an attitude, and I feel like this is especially prevalent on defense, where it's just like, well, we've got Mahomes, so we don't have to go 110%. We can kind of coast. Uh, I think you view it a little more cynically than I do. Yeah. Exactly. I don't I don't view it as like a negative when the team is not like that all the time. I just view it as like they're able to just like dig a little bit deeper. Okay, well, well, what do you call it whenever the team is like, oh, Mahomes is hurt, that means we have to try harder now. It's like, well, why aren't you trying as hard as you could before? Ah. Uh, I don't know. It's an emotional game. Sometimes it's just it's it. You can't go one hundred ten percent all the time. You just can't. So 
And maybe it's more of a psychological thing. Because, like, again, these guys are, it's playoff football. They were already given all that they had. Yeah. But then they were given a little bit more. It was a little more down there. Yep. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not criticizing the team at all for that. In fact, I'm praising them for doing that. Because if they didn't, we were probably going to lose that game. Do you think the rest of the team steps up this next week? Hmm. Because I feel like the defense, like, if we're going to win this next game, uh, I don't want to look too far ahead yet. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that but later. it's got to be the defense and the running game, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. This game. And we'll, we'll preview that later. Um, for now, for this game, it's been a long time. We've kind of neglected our game ball distribution. Mm. I think we need to kind of cover some uh, back catalog stuff here and fill out uh, our, our our game ball list. To be clear, we are still just awarding game balls for this past game, right? Yeah. Okay. No, no, we're not going back to the previous game. But yeah. It's preposterous. Um, so would you like to start us off or shall I? I, I will. Um, and I'm going to go straight to Harrison Butker. Mmm. Made all of his kicks. Looked, uh, looked like the butt kicker of old. Oh, yeah. Um, all of them just perfectly fine. No drama. Playoff butt kicker. Exactly. Except for the years where we lost because we missed some picks. When did that happen? Didn't that happen like last year against the Bill or the Bengals? Am I making that up? I think you are. I do not. I, I, there's I not, not like, there's not like the playoff example of like yes we lost because of Butker, but I feel like he's been a part of some playoff losses uh, in the past. But you know what? Hey, I'm not giving out blame balls right now. This is a game ball. I don't remember him missing any significant picks in the playoffs. Yeah. But. So so yes, he did well. He did well, and you're forgetting his most important play of the day. Uh, where he tackled Jamal Agnew. The kicker tackle. I love the kicker tackle. It was tackles. super awkward, too. He, like, tackled him in the butt with his helmet. So. Oh, that, that just makes it better. The yeah. more awkward a kicker can tackle somebody, the better. The more hilarious it is. Yeah. And you can see the guy's face, like, really, did I just get ca- tackled by this guy? Oh, yeah, he threw a fit. It was great. And if you watch the replay, um... I can't remember who it was. 35. I don't know who that is for the, off the top of my head for the Chiefs. Chiefs? Jalen Watson. Okay, well, he was a special teamer that probably would have had lying on him to catch him, but only because Butker slowed him down. So if yeah. Butker's not there, if he doesn't slow him down, doesn't make that tackle, he's gone to the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's a huge game-changing play that he made. Game-changing. Uh, jokes aside. All right, good good game ball. Um, you know what? Uh, we already discussed it. But I feel like we just got to take this one off the list and give one to Mahomes. Cutting it out. Yeah. And giving it specifically to his healthy knee. Yeah. His healthy ankle. Really. Not, the, not the treacherous other ankle. <laughs> yeah. Although yeah, it's not really that ankle's fault that it got sprained. Yeah, I don't think ankle is an ascension. Have good or bad in themselves. That's a good point. I'm just going to give it to Mahomes. Yeah. Um, for all of the aforementioned accolades, um, what more could he want out of that, you know? Yeah. Uh, I got one to give to Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. 14 catches, most of a tight end in any postseason game ever. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to read off some stat line for you because this is really just hilarious. Um, give me just a moment, audience, to uh, pull it up here. Here we go. The The stat lines of the Chiefs receivers are just hilarious to me. Okay, so we have our number one wide receiver, Juju. Uh, two receptions. Our number two receiver, um, probably NBS, one reception. Um, Watson had one. No, Gray had one. 
Uh, Kadarius Tony led the wide receiver core with five. And then Travis Kelsey, 14 receptions. So Travis Kelsey caught more balls than everybody else combined for the Chiefs. As a tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, he had an incredible game. That's something we forgot to mention during our preview for this game was that the Jags have been real bad against tight ends all year. Continued. And so I, when I heard that, I was like, okay, this is going to be the Travis Kelsey game. And it was. I think he had 98 yards, like just shy of 100, but two touchdowns, 14 receptions. And basically he was the security blanket for Mahomes, an injured Mahomes specifically. Mm-hmm. When he needed to go get the ball out quick, he was going to Kelsey. So, yeah, great day from him. Yeah. Uh, let's see, I want to give one to Jalen Watson for his one-handed interception mm-hmm. that kind of broke the game open. Like, that was the one that ended the game for the Jags. I think it was more like ice the game. Yeah, it was, it was a back-breaking interception. Yes. For Trevor Lawrence. And it was an incredible catch. I, maybe I missed it, but, like, I feel like the announcers of the game just, like, totally overlooked totally what an incredible catch that was. It was. Very, I mean, it was a true one-handed catch. It just went up no Yeah, he owed it. Um, incredible. Um, and if I, if I may very quickly give another one. Hogs to his, his seventh round draft pick, draft mate, Isaiah Pacheco, who got 95 yards rushing on the day, uh, had the big like 40 yard run that's the Chiefs up for a touchdown on the Chattanooga drive. If you're getting that kind of, you know, that kind of contribution from your seventh round picks in the playoffs, that's incredible. That's the kind of stuff that you can build dynasties on. Yeah. That kind of player acquisition. Yeah. Great pick with Pacheco. Um, he was great. I'm kind of including the whole running game operation in that as well, as well as offensive linemen as well. Yeah, McKinnon was not as great today. He was no, not no. as great running the ball. Um, great in pass protection. Oh my god! His pass protection. He's stonewalled. Again. It, it's rare for you to notice the pass blocking skills of a running back. Yeah, but man, he is just so good at it, and he had some highlight plays against the Jags' pass rushers. So, and that, that is so valuable in this kind of offense, especially with an injured Mahomes. So, yeah, great, great game from both of those. And I just want to add this, that, that run that he had on the Chad Henney drive, mm-hmm. um, you just saw like a speed and explosiveness and acceleration, uh, just kind of a, a big play ability from the running back position that the Chiefs have not seen in a very long time. Probably since three months. Run. Yeah, and maybe you could throw a little bit of playoff game in, in there um, yeah. for a few games, but really, like consistently, you have to go all the way back to Cream Hunt to have a guy like that. So yeah. um, it's really neat how this Chiefs offense, even though they've been the best offense uh, the whole year, pretty much any category that you look at, feels like they're just now hitting their stride. You know, Mahomes injury aside, yeah, their quarterback was injured. Uh, yeah, but just like in terms of like the overall team, it feels like this is really coming together right now in the playoffs. You've got some kind of solid contributions from like Juju and MVS. Uh, Kelsey was otherworldly. The run defense or the run game was good. Yeah, you're right. But I mean, it, it was just it wasn't that long ago Pacheco really became the starter at the running back position. Yeah. And it wasn't that long ago we acquired Kadarius Tony. He was our, you know, leading wide receiver. That's game. true, man. The, the Chiefs offense looks different if they have like a, uh, I hesitate to use the term, but like a gadget player in there. It's like if you have like a 
Tony or McCall Hardman or back in the day like Tyree Hill, that opens up so much more of what they want to do. And I don't think Sky Moore is there. I don't think he's going to be that type of player. Yeah, you know, there was some there was some conversation on the Twitter streets about that today. Mm-hmm. The general consensus, and I agreed with it, was that Sky Moore isn't that type of player. He's more of just kind of your standard wide receiver. Um, so I, I don't know if he's going to be a huge part of the offense this year. He has shown a few flashes, but I think developing a little more will be great for us. Right now, Tony, I think, is the guy that, that already is like integrated into this offense fully, it seems. I Actually, this is maybe a bold take. I think Tony has the better Chiefs career this guy. It's possible. I mean, that would be incredible. Yeah. He's, he's clearly an incredible athlete. It's really just about candy stuff. Alright, uh, I think it's my turn to get the game ball. You can hog them all. You get the rest of the game balls. I'm out of them. Alright, I'm going to give one to a position group and a, a player in that position group particularly. Um, it's, it's a position group that's been much aligned, through, much maligned throughout the regular season. But one that's really turned it on and really showed up big time in this game. Oh no. What are you going to do? Uh, the defensive line. Oh, okay. What did you think of? I thought you were going to go with the offensive line and Orlando Brown. Oh. Ooh, yeah. No. I mean, if there was one blade ball to hand out in this game, it's... Yeah, I know. That's why, that's why I was concerned. Anyway, defensive, uh, line. defensive line, they were simply incredible in this game. And Chris Jones in particular, um, the, the, the stat about him not having a playoff sack is so stupid. Yeah. Um, he was just... He was incredible, the, the way that he affected the Jags in this game, and really the whole pass rush together. I mean, Frank Clark, suddenly he looks like, you know, 2019 playoff Frank Clark out of nowhere. He's been saving it all for the playoffs. I guess. Uh, I mean, fine, we'll take it. Um, Kalen Saunders had came through just completely unblocked to the A-gaps and like has like such surprising speed. He got to Lawrence at that time. That guy's got... He's got... Pass rush ability just based on his closings. If he beats his guy, he's going to quarterback. Yeah. I think I think he and Chris Jones working together in the interior is a deadly combination. I think, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure you I mean, if you're not going to, you should praise Derek Nottie too, because he, one time he hit Trevor Lawrence with a freight train. That's going to be my last one. Um, Derek Nottie came through unblocked, and you said freight, freight train. Um, it looked like Trevor Lawrence got hit by bullets. Yeah. Like he was there, and then boom, he was gone. It was a It was beautiful. And if Derek Naughty is sacking your quarterback, something has gone horribly, horribly wrong in your protections. Because Derek Naughty is not a pass rusher. That might be the fastest sack he's ever gotten in his life. Yeah. But see, my, my point here is going to be, I think we should keep Colin Saunders as the defensive tackle number two next to Chris Jones. So I think he's got, he's got more explosiveness. Oh, yeah. And he, he's, like, surprisingly quick. He really is. For a big guy. Yeah. Um, didn't, didn't see a whole lot of flashy plays out of Carlaptis or Dunlap, but I'm sure they were in the mix doing good stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this game ball goes to the whole D line. They really showed up when it was, when it mattered most. And they were just wreaking havoc all day. Yeah. Alright, you got any more? Not for this game, nope. I'm out of game balls. Um, I've got a few more. Um, basically, two I want to hand out to both Andy Reid and Spags. Um, Andy Reid for just like immediately being able to adjust the offense to Chad Henney. Um, 
It's just an incredible job by him. I don't, I'm not next to those guys. I don't know enough to explain to you, but the offense changed a lot uh, whenever he came in and it opened up the run game a lot. So you'll have to talk to someone a little smarter than me to get more detail on that, but that is what I have heard. Maybe they called more run plays. Maybe. Maybe so. And also, Spags, um, I think, I think we did mention this in the preview that Lawrence's numbers, whenever he's pass rushed, are much, much lower whenever, oh, excuse me, whenever he's blitzed. Yeah. Is much, much lower, um, than when he's not. And Spags just, he was bringing it early and often, really all day long, he was bringing the heat. So I really liked the game plan that Spags had. And the defense really held him to 17 points during the meaningful part of the game. Yeah. It's true. There was a, a degree of garbage time there, I think. Yeah. This is really like a 10 point game. And, you know, at the end there, if, you know, Agnew doesn't have that basically goal line fumble that was, I think it was completely unforced. I think it just fell out. Yeah, that's true. He, uh, that was kind of a freebie. That was a big time freebie. Um, if he makes that, Touchdown, I think it's a much closer game. I still think the Chiefs were in a good position there because they were up by a field goal and they would been getting the ball back with, what was it, like seven minutes left? Yeah. I feel pretty good about our ability to either go score a touchdown and ice it or you know, run out the clock and kick a field goal. Yep. Um, but yeah, that, that fumble really, that kind of sealed their fate and then the, the interception shortly thereafter really uh, put them away. So... Just a tremendous job from the defense as a whole, I thought. Any more any more thoughts on this game before we move on? No, I don't think so. I mean, my questions are all about like what's going to happen in the, in the next game and the week between now and then, so we can probably move on to the other games. One little mini blame ball I want to hand out? Yeah. It is Orlando Brandt. Yeah. In the first quarter, he was getting worked by that pass rusher on that side. I don't know who it was. Maybe it was Josh Allen. Um, but I noticed several times in on the play that he got injured. I can't remember for sure if it was his guy, but definitely like his guy was creating the pressure first on the homes. Um, I think he settled down and had a better game through the remaining three quarters after that. Yeah. Um, so we'll save it for the off season podcast about, you know, what we want to do with him, but just you feel like you, you'd really like to have a little more solid, uh, player out throwing left tackle. For it, is, it is getting harder and harder for me to see the Chiefs in, in Orlando Brown coming to a long-term agreement. Because I think he's going to want, like, I think he's probably at this point resigned himself that he he's not going to get, like, he's not going to reset the tackle market with the game, with the season he's had. Uh, but he's still going to want, like, premium starter money. And I think the Chiefs should probably pay him average starter money at this point. Yeah. And I don't think even that is, you know, debatable. I think he's an average starter. Yeah, that's probably about right. Um, so, again, we'll save it mostly for the off-season podcast. Uh, for right now, you know, once he got settled down, I thought he did a pretty good job. So maybe maybe we'll see a better game out of him next week. He should settle down. At the I sure game. hope so. The Mahomes wouldn't be injured. Yeah. Okay. Um. How do we want to do this? Do we want to preview the next Chiefs game now, or do we want to go through the other let's, let's games? Let's preview the other games real quick. Just boom, 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 right off the cuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, two of these ought to be pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, Eagles at Giants. Uh, the Eagles just wiped the floor with the Giants. My main takeaway from this game, 
was, oh my gosh, how bad were the Vikings? That's what I was thinking this whole game. Yeah, I would like to, to rewind our listeners. I was wrong about the Vikings all along. Yeah. Um, and the Giants, you know, I think you could compare the Giants and the, and the Jaguars very closely. And maybe, maybe let's do like a quick postmortem with the Jaguars. Um, I think this is, as has been said before, this is like the Jaguars were ahead of schedule. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, they're, I think they're, they're a very talented team. I think with, with Pearson, they're probably on their way to competency and above, above mediocre. I'm still not sure they're ready to join the Bills, Bengals, Chiefs echelon of the AFC. Yeah. I think they're still a year or two away and they're like, Building the program for that. If they have some smart drafts, I think they can do it, though. Yeah. I actually do. And the, the most important thing is in place. I think they have a quarterback. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, you know, he's not... He obviously had that real rough year last year. Well, but yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, there was a million stipulations on that. And yeah. in this postseason, I thought he was really good. Um, so they definitely they have their quarterback of the future. I think they have their coach in Doug Peterson. I think he, I think that was a great hire for this franchise of like, let's just get a guy that knows what he's doing. Yeah. And isn't just a complete a-hole. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's, that's good for them. You know what? The Jags. You know what? I like the Jaguars across the board. With the, maybe the exception of that Andre Cisco guy, whose name I did not hear mentioned one time in this sure. game. Yeah. I don't even know if he played. Uh, but like, I like Trevor Lawrence a lot. I like Doug Peterson a lot. I like their energy. It was fun. Um, I, I felt bad that we had to beat them. Um, a little bit, but not that bad. Uh, uh, yeah, it's the, good year for the Jags. And the Giants, they're kind of in a similar situation. They are, but I don't believe in Daniel Jones the way I believe in Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that's and, the main difference. And we don't even know if we're going to have Daniel Jones back next year. Yeah. Uh, for the Giants, though, I would say the Jags have more talent, I think, than the Giants do. Yeah. The Giants, if you look at like their roster and their cash spending this year, this team was designed to tank from like a general manager perspective. This team was designed to win like three games. Yeah, I feel like the difference there is one, like we had the resurgent Saquon. Yeah, that was huge. And two, Brian Dingle's a good coach. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's that's clear. I mean, he he took very poor talent and absolutely maximized the crap. Yeah. So it, it sucks that their season had to end like this. Honestly, this should have happened to the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vikings were spared uh, the beatdown that the Giants got. Um, but yeah, they they way overperformed. I, I think good good years are ahead for the Giants, but they're clearly a little ahead of the schedule right now. Not in the not they're not anywhere close to the Eagles in terms of just talent level yet. That said, like I feel like the Jags could be back in the division round next year. Giants, I don't know. They they probably have some more gaps to fill. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you gotta be feeling good if you're a fan of either of those franchises. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Also, just real quick, the Vite of uh, the Eagles. Pretty dang good. I mean, it, it's hard to find a flaw on that team. Yeah, I don't know. Pretty dang good. I don't know. Like this is this is to me. They're just starting into the season where they can start to prove themselves. Yeah, like, I mean, like everything else has been kind of like questionable. If they beat the Niners, maybe they got something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll be going to the Super Bowl, so they definitely have something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So 
that's all I got on those two games. The next game, maybe the most surprising outcome in the entire playoffs thus far for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bengals, they come in to Orchard Park. They grab the Bills. This is where the Bills play, by the way. The Bills play. For our listeners. Um, it was a snow game. It was. The snow was coming down. It was like the DeMar Hamlin return game. Yeah. Um, and the Bengals took the Bills and absolutely snapped them into. I mean, that was well, just okay. a brutal beatdown. So I feel like this is more surprising to you than it is to me. That's probably true. Because uh, you've been long on the long on the Bills and short on the Bengals the whole season. Yeah. I've really been leaning a little toward the Bengals, I think, for most of the season. Well, that was probably smart because, I mean, it, this was, there was nothing fluky about that game, you know? There was, there was no, like, big turnovers. I think maybe Josh did one pick at the end. There was nothing fluky about the way they beat them. It was like one team it was, was so much better than the other one. Yeah, it was weird. It was strange. I kept wondering, like, what is wrong with Buffalo? Yeah. Because they just did not seem to be ready to play the whole game. Their offense had a real tough time, but I think their performance by the defense was even worse. I mean, that defense got worked. Yeah, they did. Just absolutely worked. I mean, they gave up two easy touchdown drives. Just like everything was easy for the Bengals, it seemed. And they just never came close to that being a game again. I think maybe at one point they narrowed it to 10 points. But I mean, weren't they supposed to have a premier defensive backfield in this game? Or like in, in, yes. in, in the NFL? And Now, they had some injuries. I think they lost Micah Hyde. Um, He's a very important player for them. But they still had Jordan Poirier. They still had uh, Traverius White, right? Yeah. Traverius White. They couldn't stop anything that they were doing. Yeah. Um, and it was more visible to me even in the run game. The Bengals just running all over them. Yeah. I mean, the Bills' defensive line just got their butts just spanked. It was mm-hmm. kind of the opposite of what I expected in the snow game. Yeah. I felt like the snow hurt the Bills more than it did the Bengals, which is weird. Yeah, I, again, I, I just, I thought like, ooh, snow game, that favors the Bills. They're like a more nor- northerly team. That mm. didn't seem to be the case. If anything, I think it maybe helps that Bengals offensive line and like kind of slow down their pass rushers. Cause I think Burrow just, he had a, seemed like he had all day back there. Which, okay. Credit where it's due. Joe Burrow was good. Well, yeah. I mean, I was like he was arguing I against you. I want to dislike Joe Burrow, but it's starting to happen. I'm, I'm getting a little tired of the swag. I'm mm-hmm. getting a little tired of like that whole team is just. I got I got some takes to fire. Super confident. I got I got some takes to fire off when we get to the preview. We're, we're going to speak on the Bengals, right? Yeah. Um, I hated the outcome of this game because again, I am a known card carrying Bengal hater. You are. Um. And I I would have preferred the Bills to win because I know a lot of Chiefs fans have, like don't like the Bills either. I feel like I'm very much in the minority here. Uh, I don't, it's not that I don't like the Bills. Yeah. I just like they're, they're, really like, they're the like like I said they're the rival we respect. Okay, I, I the Bengals are the rival I don't like. Yeah, I probably respect them a little more after this game, but I probably did like them even less. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the Bills. Let's talk about them for a moment. Uh, this is this is a tough loss for them. I mean, this was supposed to be their year. You know, they were the Super Bowl favorites going into the year. Um, no one was. Everyone was down on the Chiefs. Everyone was really behind the Bills. Um, they 
they signed Von Miller. That was kind of supposed to be like the cherry on the top of this like roster. This was supposed to be the year that they went and got their Super Bowl final. Yeah. Yeah, by every measure, the Bills had a worse season, I think, this year. Like, like feeling throughout the year. Like, last year, the Bills felt inevitable. This year, the Bills felt very evitable. That makes sense. Evitable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite sure that makes sense linguistically, but I do understand your uh, thought process. Like, it was not surprising to me the Bills lost. In the fashion that they did, it was surprising. Yeah, that was surprising. But it was, surpri- it was not surprising to me that they lost, because they felt like they were a flawed team throughout the year. I don't know. It felt like they were a pretty solid team. Um, maybe I just refused to read the tea leaves of like the Bills not really looking very good in the last like half to third of the the year here. Mm-hmm. Um, two things really stood out to me about the Bills and like things they need to fix if they want to win Super Bowl. Uh, number one, the whole offense can't run through Josh Allen, even as good as he is. They need to have something else. They need to get that run game going. They're just like they're not. There's no balance uh, on Sunday. Well, okay. Let me let me pause something here. I'm not sure the Bills have figured out what the Chiefs have figured out, which is that your offense can't run through one receiver. Mm. Like the the Bills are very much. You've got Stephon Diggs and you've got everyone else. And Dawson Knox ain't no Travis Kelsey. That's, that's kind of true, but I mean, for the most part. You know, Tyree Hill showed up in games. Stephon Diggs, he has not shown up in some of these games. Well, and Josh Allen you know about it after he was Yeah, uh, that, whew, that was rough. Not a great one um, for Stephon Diggs. There was the scene of him, like, yelling at Josh Allen, like, at the end of the game. Yeah. And Josh just basically tuning him out, looking at the tablet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a rough look. I heard he basically dipped out of the locker room before the coaches even got there. Don't worry, Jonathan. He's been tweeting about it today. Um, yeah, that's, I don't know, that's, that's rough. I feel bad for the Bills fans. I know a lot of Chiefs fans are happy to dance on the grave. Um, I feel bad for them. I hope this isn't, like, the end of the run for them. I I don't think it is. I think as long as Josh Allen's playing for the Bills, they're still going to be in, like, they're going to be in the mix. Some mix, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, it's kind of like, you know, to steal a line from Joe Burrow. As long as Josh Allen's playing, their their window's open. I'd rather not steal line from him, but yeah, that's what you're saying. Unless he significantly regresses, and let me uh, <clears throat> let me. Could you not use the R word around? Let me please? cast a pall over uh, the entire Bill situation. Okay. See, you're you got the smile on your face. You don't you don't like the Bills? Well, I don't just like the Bills. Yes, you do. There was a time when everyone thought. Carson Wentz and the Eagles were going to be a force in the NFC for years to come. Oh my gosh. Tell me you are not about to compare Josh Allen to Carson Wentz. And then Carson Wentz had the biggest regression that we've ever seen. That was not regression. That was that was him just being bad. Was, was he piece. was always bad. Wherever you go from being good to being bad, that's called regression. Ah, okay. So Josh Allen mysteriously learned how to play quarterback at the NFL level. And now is kind of looking a little bit more human all of a sudden. I'm just saying, it's not a given that someone's going to perform at a Pro Bowl caliber for the rest of their career. Sometimes things fall off. And that's the darkest timeline for the Bills, admittedly. But I'm not, I'm not quite so sure, like, for Mahomes and, you know, gosh dang it, Joe Burrow, as long as they're playing, their team's going to be in it. 
Josh Allen? I don't know. Okay. Allow me to bring some sense and reasonableness back to this podcast, if I may. Because what you just said was preposterous. <laughs> With a capital P. Okay, Skip. Um, no, that that's ridiculous. Josh Allen's not Carson Wentz. Um, he could regress a little bit. I think losing he, Dayball hurt He did regress a little bit. He did a little bit. Um, I, I just, I have a hard time imagining watching that game and thinking that Josh Allen was the main problem. To me, it's the pieces around him did not perform very well in that game. Sounds like a Josh Allen quality to me. Um, I, he, he still made a lot of plays though. I, it was a whole team effort thing. I mean, like, he still did his, like, running around, running over guys thing. Yeah. Well, that's, that's part of the problem was so much of the run game was predicated on Josh Allen runs. And that was not working today and they didn't, they had nothing else to go to. Uh, the running backs had no productivity at all. So they're, they're very one dimensional. Um, yeah, they have some issues, but yeah, that, that's, that's preposterous. Um, I can't even recover where I was thinking that take was just blinded me. <laughs> um, okay, so for the Bills, figure out your run game. You do need to run the football in the NFL with your running backs, not just with Josh Hatton. And number two, figure out the defensive line. So that defensive line I saw on Sunday was booty. It that's, was real bad. Honestly, that's, I think, where if the Bills have made a misstep at this point, it's there. The Bills invested heavily in the defensive line, and those picks are not looking great so far. No. We were, we were talking about it earlier, and you have a lot of okay players. Yeah. Like, they got uh, Greg Russo, Boogie Basham. Um, I'm forgetting some of the other ones. Um, Ed, Ed Oliver. Oliver. Yeah. Um, and I, they, to their credit, they, they clearly saw that weakness and tried to address it but by song, signing Vaughn Miller to that huge deal. He get injured, gets injured. Um, that sucks. That's not their fault. Yeah, okay, you signed a, you know, 30-plus defensive lineman to a long-term contract. Yeah, I mean, that, that, is, that part of it was questionable. Um, but yeah, they, they really need to figure those two things out. I feel like that's why I like what the Chiefs have done with their strategy, which is keep doubling down the offense, keep drafting receivers. And, you know, that has not maybe worked out fantastically because you've got McCole Hardman, who is not as good as some of the receivers drafted in his class. You've got Sky Moore, whose early results not as good as some of the receivers in his class. But I feel like the Chiefs have continued to invest in the offense, even with a good offense. And I don't know if that's really been the case with the Bills. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you saw last year the Chiefs were way too one-dimensional and needed to improve the run game, and for the most part, they accomplished that. Uh, the Bills have not yet. Their answer was, let's just run Josh Allen. And that works some of the times, um, but then you, you face really good defense in the playoffs, it's not working, you've got nothing else to go with. So, yeah, they they got some issues to fix. Um, everything is so exaggerated in the playoffs and everything just gets blown out of proportion. So I know everyone's going to be reeled down on the Bills now. I still think they'll be in the mix, um, but it's true that like they're you know this window gets a little tighter. Uh, they got they got people to pay, people getting older. Uh, their drafts the last couple of years have not been great. Um, Isn't so this the year that like Josh Allen starts to get paid this next year? I don't know the details of it. I think that's probably right. Yeah. So yeah, they they got some stuff to figure out. I. Let me just say now, I hope the Bills win a Super Bowl with Josh Allen at some point. 
Hold on, hold, hold on now. You're also just saying that, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, the Chiefs can't win it every year. Yes, they can. Okay, look, if I if my options were the Chiefs win it every single year, then yes, I'm, I'm taking that that you know outcome. That's okay. That's but what, obviously, that's, that's not going to happen. That's what's frustrating with Bills lost to me. It's like if there was a year where we could say, okay, Mahomes got hurt in the playoffs, they're not going to be at 100. percent They're probably not like odds are they're not going to make it through to the Super Bowl this year. This is when the Bills should have done it. This well, is where the stupid Bills should have won the game. That's why I hate that the Bengals won because now, I mean, we'll we'll see, we'll get to the preview in just a minute here. We're already yeah. tra- trampling on it, but it feels like they're gonna again just kind of skate to the playoffs. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm, I'm very frustrated by that outcome of that game. Very surprised by it. That's all I got for now. Okay. Um. And then the last game, Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys. The 49ers equaling out on them. Can we just um, insert five minutes of laughing at the Cowboys here and be done with it? As fun as that would be, I think it would get a little boring for our listeners. What? I mean... And I don't know if it's completely deserved. Because on the one hand, that end of game play was laugh out loud funny to me. And, like, you had this weird formation. Then they called the timeout. So they had a lot of time to, like, think about it, reassess the situation... They went out there with the same formation, the same play, I assume. Uh, they had Zeke snap it. He gets bulldozed. That was hilarious. And then Dak throws it late to, I think, C.D. Lamb. And he catches it and just immediately gets smoked to the ground and game over. Um, so it was like, it was one of those game, one of those plays that went so poorly, you're not even sure what they were attempting to do. And so you can't even diagnose where it went wrong. Yeah. It was just a complete head scratcher and was, I like literally laughed out loud myself. Now, that being said, they lost a close game to a very good opponent. So, um, don't get me wrong, I, I like getting my chuckles in at the, the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy as well. Um, but this, to me, was not like an embarrassing loss for them. Do you think? Um, no, I just had no faith in the Cowboys in this game. I didn't have much faith in them, no. Um, and also, I feel like I still feel like if if Jerry Jones thought he could get Sean Payton to coach the Cowboys, he would fire Mark McCarthy this thing. I mean, maybe so. It, yeah, this, this whole season is like really putting a conundrum because it hasn't been. It's been pretty good, you know. They they made it pretty far in the playoffs. They had a good season, uh, but it's like better than a lot of Cowboys seasons. Definitely like making you question like. Do we want to keep doing this with McCarthy? Feels like we're gonna have a hard time winning the Super Bowl. Do you want to keep doing this with Dak? Yeah, that's also tricky. Can I fire off a take that has been simmering in the back of my mind, but like after seeing this game, really came to the forefront of my mind about the Cowboys? Yeah, do it. If you need a team to absolutely beat the brakes off of a terrible team like the Texans, if you need a team to beat the Texans by fifty points, you know who I'm calling up? The Cowboys. They destroy bad teams. Um, but if I want them to win like a close playoff game against a quality opponent, the Cowboys are one of the last teams I'm calling. Yeah. It feels like they just demolish inferior opponents, but whenever they face like a tough opponent, it kinda feels like they kinda wilt out there, you know? They kinda almost kinda got like a, a bully feel about them, where like they will destroy a bad team, but when they face a good team, they're like 
oh, crap, this is a good team, now we're scared. Yeah. You know, I, maybe that's why I never really quite bought into the Cowboys. Is that mentality of them being kind of like bottom, bottom feeders in that sense? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something to think about. Yeah. Uh, okay. So all the thoughts I have in the NFC. One, one quick last note on the Niners. Niners? Pretty good. Brock Purdy? Yeah. No, pretty good. I'm still waiting on the other shoe to drop on Brock Purdy. I mean, that's fair. Um, I think it could happen. But you've two. got a little at maximum two games left for it to happen. Uh, we will see. We will see. I don't want to ruin our preview of the NFC Championship game, but I think it could be a close one. Also, that defense, I was, I was mostly joking about Purdy, like he has been good for them. But that defense, man, they are so good. You know, I think I'm going to pull for the Niners just because I think they're a better matchup for the Chiefs than the Eagles. Yeah, I kind of agree. Um, well, we're already doing it. We already discussed, you know, our, our, um, you know, recap of these games. So why don't we go ahead and do it now? Yeah. I just have like, just a brief thought or two on the NFC Championship game. You want to go ahead and get that one out of the way? Yeah. Um, I feel like there's kind of two eventualities here. If the Chiefs win their game, which, like, we can't do it this way because of the timing, but if the Chiefs were to win their game, I would rather the 49ers win because I think we'll have an easier time against them. On the other hand, if the Bengals win, I'd rather the Eagles win because I think they have a better chance of beating Bengals. So I'm I'm in a real conundrum. So Jonathan's favorite team is the Niners, or sorry, the Chiefs. Your least favorite team, your most second favorite team, let's say, is not the Bengals. Whoever is playing against the Bengals, that is 100 percent correct. Which is the same team this next week. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a lot of eggs uh, right on the basket of this game, in which my quarterback is injured. So let's go ahead and get let's get to it. It's Bengals week again. Bengals week again. You know what? I don't enjoy Bengals week. It's not worked out for me yet. I say a lot of mean things about them. I point out all the reasons that we should win, and then we lose. Do people still like the Bengals? Yes. Well, yes. Like, to me, there's dicks growing old. I'm getting tired of it. I'm tired of the swagger. Yeah. I'm tired of the overconfidence. I'm tired of Joe frickin' Burrow. Hmm. I think we are early on this. You know, like I was, I was talking about being pre-right. I yeah. think we are pre-right on being sick of the Bengals because we've been losing to them. But I think the rest of the NFL will catch up shortly. Like, I liked Joe Burrow when he was at LSU. That was fun because we beat Bama and I hate Bama. Yeah. Everyone hates Bama. Uh, I thought it was kind of wacky when the Bengals started to be good, but it was also kind of annoying because it's like, well, they got a quarterback and a receiver by being, you know, at the top of the draft, two drafts. So, okay. I still feel like they haven't really earned a good roster. Yeah. That's like they just drafted really high and drafted like a bunch of skill position players. Yeah, they're kind of like the uh, the football equivalent of like team like the Astros. Where it's like we're just going to tank our way into success. Yeah, and I don't like that mentality. No. Um, you know, I already I already listed my grievances with the Bengals or their one we played in the regular season. Yeah, I don't know if we need to go over all of those right now, but I got a new one to add to the equation. Please, the proposed bulletin board material mm-hmm. and this idea that the Bengals have been disrespected. Um, and, you know, counted out because the Chiefs and Bills were selling tickets for an eventual AFC championship game in a neutral site. Oh, well, let's be clear here. The NFL was selling tickets. Okay. 
Yes, the NFL is doing that. Let me, let me finish real quick. That idea that they're being disrespected because that is existing is the stupidest thing I have ever heard related to football. That is so, so dumb. They do that for every stinking team. They were selling potential tickets for a Jags and Bengals game. Yeah. That always happens. They always do that. It is the dumbest thing to get mad about. And I saw it from Joe Mixon. I saw it from Joe Burrow. I saw it from their head coach was talking about it. This is so stupid. It's like that, that clip from Glass Onion, you know, where they, Daniel Craig is like ranting about how dumb something is. Yeah. And then one lady's like, it's genius. And he goes, no, it's just dumb. It's like that. This is just dumb. Stop doing it. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like I am so upset about that. And everyone's like, oh, this is so cool. They keep ruining the logistics for the NFL. This is the dumbest bulletin board material. Do you know, I think the only part of the Bengals that I actually believe in is Jamar Chase. Like, that dude is actually a transcendent talent. Now, granted, he gets a lot of stupid calls, because the whole entire Bengals offense gets a bunch of stupid calls, because they're always throwing the ball deep, and the stupid NFL these days will always call holding or pass interference on everything. Especially and the receivers themselves are very prone to offense. Yeah, this is, this is the most strong foul team you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but everything else I feel like is fake hustle, especially their coach. Their coach is nothing. Zach Taylor, is that his name? Yeah. He's a nondescript damp blanket. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he is, he's he, let's put it this way. He is the Mike McCarthy to, uh, the Bengals. Mm. Like the way Mike McCarthy, like everyone thought, oh, he's a good coach. Cause he coaches the Packers. And the guy actually sucks. That's Zach Taylor. He had Aaron Rodgers. This guy's got, yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow, okay. Fire away, Ender. I really don't want to believe in Joe Burrow. Like, ever, ever since he beat Alabama, everyone's just been dying to make him, like, the next Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the next Joe Montana. Just the fact that his name is Joe, everyone wants to compare him to Joe Montana or Joe Namath. So freaking stupid. I mean, if they want to compare to Joe Namath, that's okay. <laughs> uh, but I don't... Like, like, maddeningly, he keeps looking really good. Yeah, I, I mean... So is he actually good? I don't know. Is he? I, maybe I'm at a different point in this with you. Um, I'm, like, completely past, like, is he good? I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, I don't, I don't understand... Is that still, like, in question for you? So, I mean, it's not really for me. Um, I don't know. Still, jury's still out? Maybe. I mean, you're you're still questioning Josh Allen, so maybe it really takes you several years. Okay, the truth here is I want Mahomes to be good and no one else to be good. <laughs> you just want it all. Yes. Yeah. I don't want anyone else to be, like, I, I as a Chiefs fan, I finally got my franchise quarterback. My greatest of all time quarterback. I don't want everyone to be like, yeah, but Joe Burrows is better than Mahomes. I just want to, I hate that take. You want, you, you want to have your ball and you want no one else to have the ball. Yeah. That's what I'm exactly. Saying. I don't want anyone else overshadowing uh, my Patrick Mahomes in yeah. Day in the Sun. Uh, far be it from me to dissuade you from that mentality. Um, but yeah, Joe Burrow, he is good. I don't, I don't think that's a question. I think you could question, I think people are now going to put him up there with Mahomes and Allen, maybe even above Allen now, 
I'm okay with that. I think you can question that. But there are a bunch of like Kiwi wins Neanderthals out there who are saying, oh, Joe Burrow's better than Mahomes because Mahomes never beaten Joe Burrow. Well, I mean, if they're going off the QB wins, Josh Allen's rookie year, or, um, excuse me, Joe Burrow's rookie year, he had, like, no wins, so that should be an easy thing to compare. I mean, you had Tony Frickin' Romo out there comparing him to Peyton Manning. Hmm. It's just, I, I still think it's overhyped. I do. I really so, do. okay. I'm, you know what? You're starting to persuade me a little bit. Maybe Joe Burrow sucks. Oh, Maybe he's just... He's- I'm not saying he's. I'm, I'm saying he's probably a top five quarterback. I just. I'm not quite ready to say yes. He is. He is as good as Mahomes. He is right up there. Okay. So. Okay. Then that's my problem here. I didn't quite understand what you were arguing against here. You're saying people are putting him in the same tier as Mahomes, and you, you're not buying that. Is that what no, I'm hearing? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I'm on board with you there. Yeah. All right. We're back. We're back on the same page. Um. I want to see him lose. Real bad. This week. Yeah. Definitely. And it's so maddening to me that Mahomes is freaking injured. Yeah. Like that's that what, is that's what sucks. Everything was going fine at the season until Mahomes got injured. You know, I'm 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 that Phillies fan that's ranting about this this team that I hate and we can't have to beat them, you know? Yeah. That's where I am right now. It's this team that seems to have our number that I despise, and now we have to face them and our quarterbacks hobble them. And it's just it's the injustice of it because I do not feel like the Bengals are a better team than the Chiefs. I really don't. I just feel like they're winning on bullcrap. And I feel like it's about to happen again because Mahomes is injured. Yeah. Um, I wish I could disagree with you, but I don't. Um, to actually tell you how I feel about this game, I'm not feeling good. Not feeling confident at all. I, I, I put the odds at... I was hoping um, maybe you would feel confident. It could bring me back, kind of pull me away from the edge of the cliff here, but not feeling great. I, I, I think the Chiefs... I give them a one out of three shot to win this game. That sounds about right to me. Uh, and, and let me let me explain the logic there. One is Mahomes comes out and looks pretty healthy, and the rest of the Chiefs team steps up, and we see a great performance in the defense. They're finally able to contain Joe Burrow, get some pass rush on them or something. That's the situation where we win. The other two scenarios where we lose is Mahomes is hobbled to the point where he's not really effective. Uh, and the other one is just, you know, Mahomes looks good, but the Bengals have our number again because Black Magic Bengals stuff. And also, I mean, they've been living just a very charmed life in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it was that case against the Bills. Like I said, that was just a beatdown. But, I mean, again, they, they very nearly lost to the Ravens, Andrew. Yeah. They very nearly lost to the Ravens on their third string quarterback. And they might have if that, you know, 99 or 100 yard fumble return didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So they're doing it again. It's happening again. And I hate it. I'm going to absolutely pull my hair out, uh, if we lose. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I'm not a big betting guy. I don't get into that kind of stuff. Um, but I have heard that the desert people, as I like to call them, uh, it's funny how you say people in the like desert, the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, that's what you say. You say the people in the desert, and you're like Vegas sports book. You say desert people, Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, but anyways, yeah, the desert people they have it more or less even. I've heard the Bengals are favored. I, I've heard they're maybe favored by like a point. Yeah. Which, Honestly, you know that's not a wild take. I'm surprised it's not more. Yeah. Um. 
I think a lot of Chiefs fans are maybe kind of viewing this upcoming game through rose-tinted glasses and saying that, oh, Mahomes, he was able to eke out. Okay, I don't want to – that sounds disrespectful. I don't want to say he eked out a win, but we were able to do just enough to beat the Jaguars, yeah. right? Just enough is not going to cut it against the Bengals. No. So as, as good as Mahomes was uh, under the circumstances – you know, you just, you needed him at 100% to compete in this game. Yeah. And if, if, I feel like if he goes out there and he's, you know, 70%, 80%, that's probably not enough. Here's what makes me nervous about this game. Okay. I feel very similar to when the Chiefs played the Buccaneers in Super Bowl. Going, ooh, hold on. Going into this game? Where it's like, okay, I think we if the if the odds were even, we'd be all right. But Mahomes is hurt, so I'm counting on Mahomes' magic to overcome him being hurt. And that did not work out well against the Bucks. Who did we play in the AFC Championship that year? The was it Titans? Titans against? No, hold on, I think. No, it was the Bills. No, 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 no. no. It was a Titans. Just, there's been so many AFC Championship games. You confused me. No, the year we... Oh, wait, no, I have found myself there. Okay, let's, let's go back here. We'll get back 20, to you. 2018, Chiefs lose the Patriots in the AFC Championship. Yes. 2019, Chiefs beat the Titans in the AFC Championship. Yes. 2020, the Chiefs beat the Bills? Yes. It was pretty sure. The first time we beat the Bills. Yeah. Um, that one was like... The end result looked kind of close, but we beat him pretty handily. 22, Chiefs lose to the Bengals. Yes. Sorry, 21. 22, still unwritten. No one knows. I think I'm always going to be kind of confused because that the 13 seconds game against the Bills, that felt like an AFC Championship game. It was, yeah. I think maybe that's what's That was the premier game of the NFL postseason that year. Um... Can I just say one thing here uh, about the Chiefs' season and traje- trajectory? Um, I was really nervous about the Chiefs losing the divisional round because if you just look at like their last three years, it had gone from win the Super Bowl to lose the Super Bowl to lose the AFC Championship game. If we didn't make the AFC Championship game again, that trajectory would have continued down. Yeah. Um, my thoughts on that are that you know, that's somebody that feels very important as a fan. Um, I don't know if that's something that really is kind of predictive of how you're the overall project trajectory of your team. I don't know if that makes a whole lot of sense, but basically so much of your success in the playoffs, if we're being real about it, yeah. comes down to who you play. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a playoff win is so different. You know, think about us playing the Bills in the divisional round uh, versus us playing the Steelers in the wild card round. Uh, just, you know, playoff wins are so different. You know? But I, under, I completely understand that mentality of, like, it feels like we're moving a little further back from our ultimate goal every year. I can, I can see that mentality. Now, that said, if we lose the Bengals, even if it's because Mahomes is hurt, there's two things going to happen. One, it's going to feel like we still can't beat the Bengals because we haven't. And two... The narrative will continue to be, oh, the Chiefs can't beat the Bengals, even though that's not really a fair take this year yeah. because Mahomes is injured. I, 
this is why I'm already just pulling my hair about out about this situation. Because if the Bengals win, we're just going to get some of the worst narratives in that regard. We're going to have people saying Joe Burley, their quarterback from Mahomes. Um, uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm already I'm pretty bummed out, and we haven't even played yet. If the Chiefs lose to the Bengals, I will not really pay attention to anything until the Chiefs host the draft in May. Oh, I'm going to be watching that Super Bowl. I mean, I'll watch it. I'm going to become I just, it'll, it'll be about, like, biggest Eagles slash 49ers fan you have ever seen. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Uh, I just, like, I will go ahead and, and unsubscribe from the, the uh, take industrial complex. Mm. I like that. I don't, I don't want to hear. Scripture for it. I don't want to hear from Colin Coward. I don't want to hear from Skip Bayless. I don't want to hear from... I want to hear from Skip Bayless right now. I want now. to hear from Emmanuel Acho. <laughs> I don't want to see him, none of those guys. Let's see, uh, skip, throw another Dactors in the trash can. That's, that's a classic move. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I do think we need, we need to take a step back from the edge here. Yeah. It sounds like we're giving the Chiefs no chance at this game, which is not the case at all, even if we're being pessimistic. Yeah. It's just, I would call it a toss up if Mahomes was 100% healthy. Yeah. I think that's that's fair, and it, it feels like feels like the odds are stacked against us now. Um, Which, but it it can still happen if there's a saving grace to the Chiefs' season or this you know, this game. I think it's that the Bengals are feeling themselves right now. Yes, so hard, so hard, and they're walking in a situation where like this is a team we beat three times, including this year, and their quarterback's injured. It's crazy to think that a team can walk into the AFC Championship game against Mahomes and the Chiefs and feel overconfident, but I think that might be happy. I just that hasn't really come back to bite them yet. I don't think. No, like they're they're just but all swag all the time, and I don't feel like they've had their confidence yet. I'm really hoping it's this next week. Yeah, uh, this this we're, we're playing on Saturday, right? Yes. This Saturday is going to no no no, no. Sunday. Is it Sunday? Both games are Sunday. I wish it was Saturday. Okay. Um, no, you wish wait. it was Sunday, because then you get another day from the home. Both games are on Sunday? Yeah. Well, I'm just all out of service then. Very true. Um, it's going to color how I feel like the whole like following two weeks so much, and I'm afraid of that, but that's just kind of the life you sign up for as a fan. If the Bengals win, I'm just going to be in a dark place. Uh, if the Chiefs win, I'm going to be just... Utterly ecstatic. Yeah, it's true. I will if, be if dancing the Chiefs, on the grave with the Bengals so hard. If the Chiefs win, it'll be a little bit like whenever we won uh, twenty nineteen AFC Championship, where it's like, "Hey, nobody can tell me nothing." Mm-hmm. We are playing with house money now because that means we beat the Bengals. That means we're back to being Super Bowl contender. Everything's great, yeah. regardless yeah. of how Super Bowl. No, nobody's saying we're not a Super Bowl contender right now. Um, we absolutely are. It's just that our quarterback's not healthy. Um, and we have, I know we, we're going a little long on here, but he, he's got the high angle spring. He's going to play through it. And we've seen him play pretty well coming off of a high angle spring before. And Andy Reid today said, yeah. I know, you know, the other mysterious Chiefs bro that we don't talk about is discounting this yeah. uh, fact. But Andy Reid was saying this one is not as bad as the one that he suffered previously. And Andy Reid is not one to blow smoke about injury. He will, he will usually, usually, he will usually, <laughs> he's not going to outright he, lie about stuff, I don't think. 
Yeah, but he's not like he's not gonna like sunshine about injuries. Yeah, I don't I don't think that was the case. So I, I put some credence in that. So that gives me Plus there are there are other reports that Mahomes is doing better than expected at this point. Yeah. Which again, he actually has Wolverine blood, so that makes sense to me. Um Yeah. We haven't talked about the X and O's of the that game at all. Um I'll just say real quick. To me, it's going to come down to the lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can the offensive line protect an injured Pat Mahomes enough to get some of those deeper routes? Or establish the run game enough? Or establish the run. Um, that would also be tremendous. Like, really we can just line up and run over the Bengals. We'll be okay. They haven't really been tested yet in that regard. Yeah. Um, and also the defensive line. Needs to make Joe Burrow's day very, very long and painful. The only way to beat the Bengals is instant pressure. And I'm not even sure that'll do it. Like, you've got to... You, you can't have a late rush against Joe Burrow because he is actually very good in the pace of pressure. And if you just sit back and try to cover them, they'll do their bullcrap pass interference all the way down the field. Mm-hmm. It's got to be quick, quick wins. Yeah, and It's tough because, you know... Burrow, to his credit, is really good against you know dealing with pass rush. Yeah. He's got great pocket movement. Um, and he'll, yeah, he'll slip out and he'll get big uh, big gains yeah. running the ball. What we really need is just a Herculean effort from the whole team, including Mahomes, in order to win. Which you know, I, this is it's a stupid silver lining to me to say, oh well, Mahomes is injured, so the Chiefs are going to play better. But like. I think you really needed the whole team to be like, everyone on the team to be like, I need to give my complete best effort this game, or we're not going to win. I think you're always going to get that. I mean, it's, it's the playoffs. We're deep in the playoffs now. I don't, I don't think there's anybody slack out there, you know? Yeah, you would hope. Maybe if you get up by like, you know, two, three scored against the Bengals at halftime, but no, I think, I think they're all going to be ready to go. Um, again, not feeling confident. I hope it goes well. If we, if there was ever a time that we could just, just tremendous performance from all these other guys and stars in our team, yeah. Andy Reid, some Spags, this is the time to pull that. It does kind of help, I think, for everyone to know that the Chiefs are going to be limited, so they can adjust. You mean like Andy Reid can make adjustments? Yeah. Yes, we can game plan for this. Uh, I completely agree, but the Bengals are going to be playing for that as well. Um. I think what we're probably going to see is like we'll see Mahomes not able to make all the plays he normally does, but I don't think he's going to be hobbled as much as he was in this past game. Like I don't see, I don't think you're going to see him limping out there trying to get the ball outside zone. I hope not. I mean, they're going to have him like tranked up and taped up, and and he'll he'll look mostly like himself out there. That's why keeping him upright is so important because you know, heaven forbid, he starts getting hit again in that ankle. It's, yeah, freaking Orlando Brown turns into a turnstile again in this game. We'll lose it. I don't know. I, maybe, maybe this is a self-defense mechanism that it feels like I'm preparing myself for the worst eventual outcome, mm-hmm. like a repeat of the Bucks Super Bowl. Um, so that maybe if it's not that, or if we even win, I'll be really happy. Now that said, the difference between those games, we've compared different times. Chiefs have all five starters in the offensive line. And a better offensive line. Yes. Yes. That's true. It's absolutely true. We can run the ball a lot better. Our defense is better, I think. Yes. Well, isn't it the case that Mahomes was injured against the Browns last year and then came back and 
Was that last year against the Browns? Yeah. What? No, two years ago against the Browns. What? Man, there's just so much postseason playoff football in Kansas City these days. It's crack up. It is. Yeah. You know, it used to be like there was like one game out of a decade you need to remember. All these fantastic postseason successes run together. Yeah. Just an embarrassment of riches here. My my point here is that Mahomes can play well off of an injury. Yeah. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. So, we're going to need... Just super hand, Superman Mahomes is what we're going to need. Honestly, I feel better about whatever. If, if Chiefs win this next game, I feel pretty good about the Super Bowl game. Yeah. Because we're going to have two weeks to rest Mahomes. And uh, I don't think any team in the NFL matches up as bad against the Chiefs as the Bengals do. They do, yeah. So if the Chiefs win, go Niners. If the Chiefs lose, fly Eagles fly. It's true. I'll, I'll be just as happy about. The Bengals losing Sam by the Chiefs winning. It happens. Well, time. yeah. I might even do your it's thing. Kind of the same thing. I might even do your thing where I go and read the sour grapes on the Bengals blows. Oh, I, I'm going to be just doing that all over the place. Because, my gosh, that'll be the saltiest place on the earth. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be, you know what will be the saltiest place on the earth is me if we lose. <laughs> that will be the saltiest place on the earth. It's true. I'm just warning everyone in my life right now, it's not going to be pretty. All right, uh, that's all we got. Um, probably not a very encouraging episode, maybe, but I think that's just kind of where we are. I, thought, I think just, we, we spoke from the heart tonight, you know? Just, yeah, let's wrap up a few players. Um, give, give everything you got this next week. All the good vibes. Yes. If you're going to the game, you know. Share as loud as you yeah, can. Yeah, turn the lungs out. Chiefs need everything you got. Um, and you know what? I'm just going to say some names, and maybe we'll feel better. Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey. Chris Jones. Nick Bolton. Spans. Isaiah Pacheco. These guys, mm-hmm. we need everything you've got. Give it to us right now, and maybe we'll win. Yeah. Alright. Go. Go. Cheers. Go Chiefs. That was ominous. Thanks for listening to another episode of Chiefs Bros. Subscribe to the show on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Chiefs Bros. We'll talk to you later.